Hello and welcome to the Harmony Inspired Health Podcast, where we will be discussing all things health, wellness, Ayurveda, and topics that will enhance your personal development. My name is Harmony and I am your podcast host. I am a clinical Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner and registered nurse who specializes in women's hormonal and gut health. I am also a yoga teacher, Pilates instructor, business owner, and a mama of twin boys. My mission is to bridge the gap between modern medicine and emerging science with natural therapies and the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and Eastern medicine. I will be speaking with leaders in the industry and starting those conversations that will bring each modality together so we can truly offer a holistic health and wellness platform that educates and inspires you to live a more simple, healthy, and balanced life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that each episode downloads to your podcast library. Then listen up and be inspired to create perfect health, healing, and harmony within your mind and body and live your most inspired life. You, my listener, are much appreciated. From my soul to yours, namaste. I would love to stay connected with you beyond me speaking into your ear holes every time you tune into this podcast. Join our tribe and subscribe to the Ayurveda Soul Sisters Tribe Facebook group so we can carry these conversations on in there. You can say hello on Facebook at Harmony Inspired Health or Instagram at Harmony Inspired Ayurveda or hang out on my website and see all the latest events, blogs or book in for an Ayurveda and integrative health consultation or body therapy. And don't forget to grab your free ebook whilst you're there. My website is www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Today on the show, I have the beautiful Emma, founder of Ava Jewels, speaking to us about marla beads and how they can help us heal. Emma has a truly inspiring and heartfelt story of how Marla's helped her personally heal, which she will share with us today. My story isn't as beautiful as Emma's, but I too was drawn to these sacred beads the first time I saw them, always inquisitive about the mysterious energy and intention they held. I brought my first Marla in Bali at a yoga retreat. You may be wondering how wearing a string of beads can make you feel the divine energy and connectedness, but it is not just the aesthetic appearance of the mala that emits these feelings. It is the qualities that the reduction beads and gemstones hold within them that make them so healing, as well as a universal number of beads in each mala, which is 108 beads, and I'm sure Emma will talk to us about that in the episode. It wasn't until I learned more about this concept that I could grasp how a piece of jewelry could hold so much power. 
Being intrigued by these beads for quite some time, I decided to attend a Marla making workshop, which was run by the beautiful Emma. It was certainly not your average jewelry making workshop. It was so, so much more. Emma infuses consciousness, connection, and creativity in her workshops, honoring the spiritual essence of the Marlas. And as Emma puts it, let your intentions guide you. Welcome to the podcast, Emma, and thank you so much for taking the time to come along and share your insights with us. Thank you, Harmony, so much for having me. It's lovely to be here. It is. It's such a pleasure. So we, I always start the podcast with our rapid inspiration questions so that our listeners can get a little bit of insight into who you are. Yeah, sounds fun. Let's go awesome. for it. Awesome. All righty. <laughs> can you inspire us with what your superpower is? Wow, my superpower. So I really think my superpower is simply being human. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the chances of even being born a human yeah. is, is literally trillions to one yeah so yeah that that is an incredible unique power in itself it is and just living a human life is is truly it is a blessing and it is a superpower the 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 possibilities of this existence is is pretty incredible so that's that's a superpower in itself right (laughs) and i it's so crazy not crazy but it's kind of crazy that you just mentioned that i just brought this up in my yoga class the other day Mm. like speaking about the power of um, consciousness and being born in Mm. a human life as opposed to when we look around we could have been born an ant or whatever Mm. a dog but you know we're so lucky so Mm. we need to bless this life as much as we can absolutely yeah so yes Mm. i totally agree (laughs) And what's your favorite quote or mantra? Oh, as a yogi (laughs) that regularly meditates, that's a very difficult question to answer. I... I draw on a lot of Sanskrit mantras. Yeah, beautiful. Um, I tend to go to Ganesha's Om Gam Ganapate Namaha. Love that yeah, one too. <laughs> which is the mantra of um, removing obstacles or creating possibilities yeah, is another way absolutely. of looking at it. So, yeah, Ganesha is definitely my homeboy. I really? love that mantra. But if we were to talk about a quote, I think um, – so – I remember way back in 2007 when Facebook was very new, right? Yeah. And I, so I opened my Facebook account for the first time and yeah. I'm filling out my profile yeah. and there's just a few details that you were asked to enter back yeah. then. And one of them was, you know, what's your quote? Yeah. And this little burst of inspiration came, follow your bliss. So yeah. I just wrote that. Yeah. Um, not having heard or read it before. And since then I've seen those those collection of words yeah, pop yeah, up yeah. more and more. Yeah. And so I've realised that, you know, that is a quote that's really speci- special to me. Yeah. Just following whatever it is that, that lights you up, that you align with. So following yeah, your bliss is, is a quote that's very dear to me. So nice. And I think that leads into one of our questions, which is what does an inspired life look like to you? Yeah, so an inspired life to me, it's all about authenticity and alignment. So I've spent a lot of my life following rules and trying to fit into boxes of Mm -hmm. what other people or society may have expected of me. Yeah. And you spend all this time convincing yourself that you're living an inspired life or you're following a dream. For me, it used to be corporate success. Yeah, I spent spent 15 years working in corporates, marketing and advertising, 
wow. you know, long time in Sydney, uh, mm. lots of boardroom meetings and, you know, yeah, yeah like, like, you know, lived in Canada a long time as well yeah. and worked in corporates in Toronto. So that, that was a life that, um, that I thought was inspiring for me. Yeah. But when I look back on it, I, I wasn't aligned and there wasn't, there wasn't true authenticity for yeah. me. It was an important part of my journey. But yeah. in having that experience, I really can feel the difference between an aligned and authentic life yeah. to a life where you're trying to follow social expectations. 100%. Yeah. 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 So, again, you're following your bliss. Right follow now. your bliss. <laughs> Beautiful. And who or what is inspiring you at the moment? At the moment, I have to say it's a lot of the regular people in my everyday life mm. that, are, that are inspiring mm. me. Like just last week, I went to a cafe with my sister and a dear friend and we sat there and we just talked and connected so deeply. Like it felt as if we had solved all the problems of the universe and it yeah. was truly beautiful. So yeah. having, you know, when you are living that, aligned and authentic life you yeah. naturally start attracting people and energies into yeah. your life that are incredibly inspiring yeah. and you you get to feel that inspiration in your life every day so I'm finding a lot of people in my everyday life are truly inspiring me yeah but on the world stage like yeah. if we're talking about known entities yeah. and inspiring people um I, I've got to say it's Greta Greta Thunberg yes. at the moment. The, yeah, the young, how amazing is she? Yeah, the young Swedish teenager yeah. who is leading up these climate strikes. Mm -hmm. And what's so inspiring about her mm. is that I think she, not only is she advocating for what I believe to be one of, you know, the, the, the greatest issues of yes. modern yeah. day, like we are really facing a potential mass extinction of humans. Okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway. Amongst everything else. Yeah, amongst yeah. everything else. So not only is she advocating a, a really important issue at the moment, but she proves to the world that a single voice can make a difference. She started these strikes 12 months ago just on her own, sitting outside the Swedish parliament. Yeah. And here we are 12 months later, and she has, just by being authentic and aligning herself yeah. with her message... She has rallied up millions and millions of people, young people yes. around the world. And, you know, the world leaders of today are really having to pay attention. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm so incredibly inspired by her. And at her. that age, like, yeah. I was so far from what I was thinking at that age. Oh, yeah. Like, she's going to go places, that girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She yeah. really is. It's going to be quite remarkable to, to watch her life. Um, and I think it's also uh, really important to note that she – she is open open about her Asperger's and how mm. that has is, helped her almost in in this. Yeah, quest, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually the 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 thing that it has made this possible for her because yeah. her focus is so single minded and yeah. she's not distracted by what most sixteen year olds yeah. are distracted by. She just yeah. can't possibly live her life unless she is fighting this fight. I love it. She was yeah. she was someone that you can see was born and yeah. like this is her dharma, like oh, destined yeah. to do this. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's fulfilling that dharma. Absolutely, such a young age. Absolutely, and it, it is damn inspiring to watch. It is. Yeah, yeah it really is. Mm. So, thank you so much for answering 
those questions. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> they're fun that, questions. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it gives, I think, our listeners a great insight into the way, um, like, our guest speakers think. And a lot of our guest speakers, they're successful in so many ways, not mm. not particularly just in business or or whatever they've um, come from, like their background, but just successful in their mindset. Mm. And so I love sharing those insights with mm. our listeners. Thanks, Harmony. <laughs> so could you please tell us, I guess, what mala beads are and where they originated from? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I'll, I'll talk as if your listeners have never seen mala yeah, beads please. before. Yeah, we'll start do. there and then, yeah. and then we'll... we'll, we'll dive deeper so mala beads are essentially a necklace of beads um they are the sanskrit name for them is japa mala and mm-hmm. japa mala um translates as um repetition garland so or, or yeah so they are used to count mantras in a meditation practice Mm. so not unlike rosary beads for example where you sit with the mala bead in your hands and you run the beads through your fingers as you repeat a chosen mantra a single chosen mantra Uh, every mala has 108 beads to them so that's what makes a mala rosary beads for example have 54 beads okay didn't know that fact (laughs) there you go and i mean while we're looking at the similarities of them, Japa mala beads, um, it directly influenced rosary beads in that while the Romans were in India trading trading with the Indians, they, yeah. they heard, they, they found Japa mala beads and they took them back to Europe and they actually thought that the word Japa was the Latin word Jap, which means rose. Okay. And so yeah, they right. called them rosen beads. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. rosary beads as we know in English. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the rosary beads and the japamala beads, they they sort of use different beads often though, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah very much so. Yeah. So mala beads, they originated in India, India, Nepal, that, that yeah. region yeah. of the world. Um, and they traditionally use Rudraksha seeds. Mm-hmm. So Rudraksha seeds are the seeds from the Rudraksha fruit yeah. from the Rudraksha tree. Yeah. They have also um, kind of, as um, as they've been adopted by other um, spiritualities, like Buddhism, for example, gemstones yeah. and other materials started to get used, like yeah. wood, so ebony wood and tulsi and um, rosewood, sandalwood, lots yeah. of different materials, yeah. as well as gemstones are used to create yeah. mala beads. But, yeah, they, they originated from, yeah. from India. The story goes that, um, well, there's a, there's a Buddhist story that explains their, um, their origin. So Buddha was sitting under the Bodhi tree and he's meditating and enlightening the world. And <laughs> as he does. As he does. <laughs> and a villager came to him as he's sitting there under the Bodhi tree and he said, how, Buddha, how can I possibly reach your level of enlightenment yeah. when I live a domestic life? I've got a job and a wife and kids and, you know, how, how can I do this? And so Buddha meditated on it and he came up with the idea of creating a touch piece, of creating uh, um, uh, mala beads with the 108 beads. And he gave this to the villager and he said, dedicate time in your day to sit with your mala and repeat your mantra 
and then you can carry on with your day. And that's where they originated from. So the idea is that you're carving out time in your day Mm. to dedicate to your mindfulness or your meditation practice. And your mala beads are a physical reminder of that and the tool, also the tool, that actually support you in that meditation practice. Yeah, beautiful. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, I think when I first... um, when I first went to a retreat many years ago in Bali and I got my first set, I know they were speaking about the red raksha beads having a really strong healing component to them because of the iron, the frequency of the ions that they generate within the bead. Mm -hmm. So it has, yeah, a really healing on a, like a scientific chemistry level. Yes. That that bead withholds in them as well. Yes. And yeah, another, um, thing I heard that can't, I don't know who said this quote, but if everyone in the world was wearing mala beads, then the mm. um, world would be at so much more peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So there are universities in India yeah. dedicated to the science and healing of red rakshat beads. Wow. Yeah. You can you can become. Um, yeah. officially qualified in Redruxia healing. Yeah. Well, yeah. on that, where you mentioned, I, d- I didn't realise um, some of them, you were talking about some of the malas made of tulsi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's holy basil. Yeah. Um, the leaf or whatnot in Ayurveda, um, mm-hmm. we use that as a herb, a very healing herb. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, I suppose taking the... The, the tulsi, tulsi seed, seed yeah. as the bead mm-hmm. would, again because yeah. we use tulsi um you can use it internally like in tablet forms mm-hmm. or made teas. into a syrup for teas yeah. but yeah. also in medicated oil to yeah. for abhyanga for massage and yeah. stuff like that so yeah. wow yeah, yeah. Really. and it's no surprise that that healing material has been adapted and used in yeah. making mala beads because the intention of mala beads is for healing yeah, yeah absolutely yeah i'd love to tell you the story of well the hindu story of where rudraksha seeds come from yeah because they're they're called the tears of shiva in, yeah yeah so yeah. rudraksha actually yeah. translates as eye of shiva yeah and um so rud being eye shiva being, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah okay or, yeah. yeah right or raksha so um so it said that Shiva went into a deep meditation on the um, uh, compassion for all living beings and he went into this meditation for a thousand years. Yeah. And when he woke from this meditation, he, he cried tears of compassion and they fell down onto the land and from those tears grew the Rudraksha tree. Mm. And the Rudraksha tree grows indigenously in Nepal, India, and Indonesia. So this is why yes. they're very sacred in Indonesia as well, because yeah. they are an indigenous tree there. And so it is believed that these Rudraksha seeds are a direct mm-hmm. gift from Lord Shiva, who in, in Hindu religion is, is the god of yeah. all gods. So they are highly revered, very sacred material. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I love that story. You mm. just remind me, I had actually only heard that recently when mm-hmm. I was in Bali. Yeah. So, I, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is. And so I know, like, people are drawn to these malas for all different reasons, but you have a very unique story mm-hmm. of why you were drawn to mala beads and also how you knew that it was your calling to create these divine pieces mm-hmm. because... 
I know for me, I went to the to a workshop and I was so excited and I did the malas. I was just telling you and I was like, that's it. I'm going to make malas. They're so beautiful because I just loved them so much. Mm. But then I realized they take so long to make. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they are a labor of love. They're that's a labor sure. of love. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyone looking at getting malas, they, they truly are usually set with an intention. So when the person yes. is making the malas, they set the intention and they make the malas like full soul, full compassion. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a piece of, of really heartfelt work. Yes. But Emma, you to get to that place of mm. making these malas, you have a beautiful story. I do. That I'm already getting goosebumps because I've heard it. But can you tell our <laughs> listeners? And I I'd love to. So yeah, my my journey to creating malas is it's very personal. Um, I've been a yogi a, a long time, and and I went to so during my second pregnancy, I went to a yoga retreat. I was in Yukai, being hosted by a couple of my beautiful yogi friends, and I was um, about I was about five months pregnant about at that point. Um, and so I trotted along to treat myself to this beautiful yeah. yoga retreat. And during the retreat, we had a mala making workshop, mm. um, which I didn't think much of it at the time. Um, and I'm threading these malas. It was a reduction mala with, with a few gemstone selections yeah. in it. And I'm sitting on the floor of this yoga studio and I'm threading this mala. And this little voice inside me is saying, you need to do this for a living. Like yeah. th- this is significant. There, And I could feel feel my earth shifting at that point yeah but the other you know my ego side was saying that's ridiculous what you got I was a teacher at the time teaching in primary schools and um, raising a a two-year-old a toddler little boy my son and um and about to have my second so it all sounded a little bit wild and crazy um but when, when I finished this first mala that I ever created I I couldn't help but feel the significance of it and so at the very least, I was like, I'm going to introduce a Japamala practice into my, my daily life. Yes. These are amazing. And I went to Holly, who, who Holly Bradley. Who, yeah, I know Holly. You know Holly? Yeah. yeah Holly. From On Collective. Yeah. Amazing yogi. She hosted the, the workshop. And I said to her, oh, Holly, that was amazing. Like, I just can't tell you how, how important that felt. When, when, and I knew I was having a baby girl. And I said, I said to Holly, when, when my daughter is born, um, I'm, I'm going to have this mala with me when I birth mm. her. And, and when she turns 18, I want to gift it to her mm. um, so that Beautiful. she can then carry it on into yeah. her life because I know that this mala is going to go through some big journeys with me. I don't know what they are yet, but yeah. I, I know that this is significant. So we were all, oh, so well. <laughs> anyway, carried on. Yeah. So I left the uh, I left the retreat, went back to my everyday life, and I just couldn't get malas out of my mind. So <laughs> yeah. It was keeping me up at night, and I was getting all of this inspiration of the intentions that I could build into different malas and the people that I wanted to make malas yeah. for. And I started asking my friends, "What's your favorite gemstones? You know, I want to make you a mala." So I jumped online and I found a supplier in India where I could get some mm-hmm. rudraksha and gemstones. Yeah. So I placed a modest order of, yeah. of some materials. I was like, I'm going to make some malas, that's yeah. fine. Uh, about a week after placing that order, I lost my baby girl. I was 23 weeks pregnant and at that stage in a pregnancy, you yeah. th- that, that, that fetus is considered a person mm-hmm. and you must birth them. 
Yeah. So I went into hospital and I birthed my baby girl. And I then came home about three days later, (laughs) empty-handed. Oh, God. And my life just fell apart in that moment. Um, And when I arrived home, my mala materials had arrived from India. Oh, my gosh. And it was... My husband literally carried me through the front door when we got home from the hospital. I was a shell of myself, but the first thing I saw was that box. Yeah. And I just dove in. Yeah. And it was my healing. It in that in that dark, dark time of grief and loss and emptiness, I had my mala beads and I was mm. able to one bead at a time just That's string true. my life back together. Yeah. And I was able to create beauty in a time where I yeah. felt like everything had ended. I can't even imagine. Like, I really can't. Yeah, it yeah, was significant. Yeah, a child, yeah. Just... yeah. It's, not the, it's not the natural way of the world. And no. it is one of the greatest pains that I think anyone can live through. So my malas really healed me. They gave me purpose. Uh, the first mala that I ever sold actually was to the midwife who birthed Ava with me. Yeah. She came and did her a follow up appointment at my house and there I am on my back patio with my Rudraksha and my gemstone beads (laughs) all over the table and I'm stringing these beads and she's like, Oh, they're pretty. Yeah. What's that? I said, Oh, that's a mala bead and she's like, Can I buy one? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, um, I guess so, sure. I mean, I obviously did not make her pay for a mala. I made her one and and gave it to her. But then she did buy one for her daughter for her birthday. And it just kind of went from there. I started sharing them on social media. um, And through sharing my mala creations on social media, I found the courage and I found the voice to share my story. It was very hard for me to start to to talk about what had happened to me. And so because my malas were so intrinsically linked to my journey of yeah. pregnancy loss and trauma and grief, yeah. I through them I was able to tell my story of Ava. Yeah. So I got to the point where it's like, well, I guess I'll open a website, right? Yeah. I'll get a website and I'll start putting them up on the website immediately. they People just wanted to buy my malas. So. Of course, because you're so authentic and the way you do tell your story mm. and your beads, like not only you as the brand behind it, mm. but the beads are just, they're stunning. They're absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And you can, yeah, I just, of course they were going to start selling when you put them <laughs> on the website. Um, yeah. But also, your so you named your daughter Ava, didn't you? Yes. You yes. Ava, Ava Grace. That's so, right. So yeah. Ava Grace was her name, and um, and and twelve months after losing her, I then named my biz, business Ava Jewels yeah, because beautiful. her essence really is just weaved oh, into everything so that I do, and yeah. I just wanted to honor her. Yeah. I don't have my daughter, no. but I have my business, and yeah. so I named it after her. Yeah, and it's almost. Like metaphorically, like a, a rebirth of mm. you know beautiful Ava and and honouring and holding her essence 
Yeah, it's that's beautiful. Right. And giving her life purpose. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. such a nice way to look at it. Giving mm. her life purpose. Yeah. So beautiful. Mm. And giving my life purpose. And <laughs> Any mother yeah. that might be yeah. listening to this that has experienced pregnancy loss will know what an empty place it can be. And being yeah. able to have a purpose to carry on yeah. um, is, is essential. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's been I, a blessing. Like I said, I just, I can't even imagine, like, I've got twin boys they're age seven and yeah I just you know I don't know your strength I guess until you have to face something like this yeah yeah yeah. and it's interesting you do hear that a a bit when you're going through the grief of of losing a child or or a pregnancy you know they'll they'll say you know you'll never get dealt something that you can't handle and I've got to say in those situations it's like (laughs) I really wish I wasn't this strong yeah (laughs) I really wish that the universe or whoever's out there yeah had just like decided that I couldn't handle this because I'd really prefer to have a simple life thanks (laughs) I I don't love that comment I know it's like a bit of a cliche comment but only Mm. because then it makes you feel like you have to handle it in a certain way as well yeah so it's yeah, it's such a personal journey and, yeah, whether you feel like you handle it or not, it's just, mm. it's, yeah, part of your, your life and your evolution in this lifetime. Yeah. So, And there's definitely moments of strength in it, but there's yeah. also a lot of moments of weakness. Oh, and I, we do sure. need to allow ourselves those moments of weakness and yes. we need to hold them and love them as much as our moments of strength. Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Mm. So you've sort of um, touched on how the mala beads have helped you heal and can help others heal um, just by using them as the tool for mindfulness and mm. also what qualities the beads also hold. But is there anything else you wanted to add on how mala beads can help other people heal? Yeah, I think it's because traditionally a, a japamala meditation practice yeah. is about bringing mantra into your life. Yes, how powerful is mantra? Very, very yeah. powerful. So it, you know, we we all we all have a mind. We yep. all have a conscious mind. Yes, and we have thoughts that run through our mind. Yeah, and I think it's human nature. We we have that yin and yang, that light and dark. We have yeah. that positive and we have that negative. And yeah. so it is very natural to have negative thought processes. Yeah. Whereas a so a mantra practice is about recoding mm. those negative thought processes into positive powerful empowering yeah. healing thought processes i use mantras on the way to school drop off like, oh yeah <laughs> every pull out the mantras there and i've even got you, the one you said so i was like oh we're so connected oh, yeah, oh, the, yeah my kids know that and sometimes mm-hmm. we just have to chant that to school because yeah. geez i really need ganeshi to help me with those obstacles. those obstacles <laughs> yeah so a mantra has been like quite a big part of um our family yes (laughs) but for our listeners is there like maybe not such a complex like long mantra just a short little mantra we can give our listeners that when they're feeling a little bit under the weather a little bit stressed or Mm -hmm. in the car for school drop off (laughs) after a push morning that they can sort of just chant to themselves or even with the kids yeah absolutely this is one of my favorite questions there's so many so if we want if if you are drawn to Sanskrit and you can feel the, the resonant power of Sanskrit, yeah. a very simple mantra is Om. 
Yeah. So OM being the sound of the universe, yes, it yes, is yes. that sound of all vibration, yeah. just chanting OM 108 yeah. times or as many times as you can manage is very powerful. It is. Another wonderful Sanskrit um, mantra that I love is Soham. Yes. So Soham is I am that. Mm-hmm. So it's declaring that you are one with the universe. Yeah. And when we acknowledge our oneness with the universe, then nothing can rattle nothing, us. Nothing can rattle yeah. us. Nothing is good or bad. It just, it is. just is. Yeah. And we are that isness. Yeah. So that's Beautiful. that's one I love. But also I think if Sanskrit doesn't resonate for you, simple, very simple I am mantras mm-hmm. are powerful. So if you're waking up in the morning and you're feeling fuzzy and you're feeling down, um, you know, you might want to say something as simple as, I am clear-headed. Yeah. Or, I am happy. Yeah. Or, I am powerful. I am well. Yeah, beautiful. Because the mantras, they just increase you to a higher frequency. Yes. So when we talk about the Sanskrit mantras, like the Soham, the Om... They are created by a sound vibration, Mm -hmm. which is a higher frequency, which Mm -hmm. lifts your spirits, I guess you could say, higher. So that's um, taking you into a more sattvic state. You may have heard me talk about the three gunas. We've got um, tamas, raja, and sattva. And so if you're in a more tamas or raja state and you want to become a little bit more lighter, happier, and more conscious, then you use mantras to bring you to that state. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. vibration, I mean, it, that at, at the very essence of all existence is vibration. Yeah. Right? We're all energy vibrating. 100%, yeah. And vib- what's vibration? Vibration is sound. Yes. So our, our voice or our inner thoughts mm-hmm. is that sound. And by, as you say, vibrating at that, at that sattvic level frequency frequency is going to lift everything and I also feel like even beside the frequency when you're doing it with your family and your kids in the car just everyone just starts like giggling and having a great time with it yeah totally (laughs) just yeah brings that connectiveness as well that's right mantra can be fun yeah it totally (laughs) is and I guess on that, we, we do live um, in what we could call a bit of a chaotic society at the moment. Mm. And like I mentioned before, I've heard um, from a Balinese mala company that they believe if everyone wore and used mala beads, and in particular the Radraksha beads, which you mm-hmm. just explained, that's because yeah. it is a native tree there. Yeah. So they're so sacred that mm. that the world would be a more peaceful place. So I'm mm. guessing you're on board with this. Oh, sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if everyone in the world had a mala, yeah. absolutely. It, and I think, and if it, they used it to what yes. its purpose is. Well, that's yeah. right, and that's yeah. that's what it really comes down to. It's about having a meditation practice. And it can be as simple as just sitting with that mala to begin with mm. and just absorbing the healing qualities of yeah. the materials used. Yeah. And then, and this is, you know, for your listeners that might not have a meditation practice at all, the thought yeah. of sitting down with a mala and repeating a mantra 108 times yeah. can sound like a lot. So just sitting with the mala and allowing the the healing qualities of its materials yeah. to work through you is powerful. Yeah. And then you start with the mantra practice with a simple short mantra and then you go from there i mean we've got there's there's buddhist monks out there that have done tens of 
thousands of hours of, of mantra meditation and, you know, there's been scientific experiments done of their brainwaves yeah. and they're, they're like no one has brainwaves like these guys' minds. Yeah. Like it, it's proven that mantra meditation is, is an incredibly Absolutely. powerful practice. Absolutely. Yeah. But as you did mention before, um, you don't need a meditation practice to have the benefits of the mala beads. Like even mm. if you're all new to this and you're like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Like, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah. But you are like intrigued by the malas. If you were to buy one, even at first because of the beauty of the mala mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're wearing it, it might, you might just have that, um, insight one day where you're feeling stressed or you're feeling under pressure and you just grab hold I know I do this just grab hold of the mala stop close your eyes and just take five deep breaths and just it just reminds you to center yourself yes so just as as simple as that yeah and this is a mindfulness practice yeah so if actual meditation sitting down closing your eyes meditating is not something that you do yeah mindfulness is another form of that and as you say just holding it having that touch piece to remind you and this is why building particular intentions into a mala yeah i love that i love that yeah and i love doing that with my malas there's always a specific intention built into a particular mala and that intention is supported by the particular materials or the gemstones yeah. that, yes, which that the are stay, used for it. Yeah. The stones that you use um, have different healing properties as well. Mm. So could you share with us some of your favourite gemstones yes. and what kind of healing properties that they do have? Yes. So, well, this is another one of my most favourite topics because gemstones, I mean, mala beads don't necessarily... Um, automatically equal gemstones, yeah. but I do use gemstones in my malas, and, and I, so good. oh, I, I mean the the healing benefits of gemstones really are endless, and I have a very close relationship with gemstones. They speak to me; they're yeah. like my spirit animals. Yeah, yeah. And so I receive a lot of my inspiration and ideas from the messages that I get from gemstones. Mm-hmm. So some of my favorites. Um, some of my favourites, so I'd have to say quartz. Quartz yeah. is it is one of the most abundant gemstones on the earth. Yeah. And I feel that quartz is like the the lifeline or the bloodline of yeah. Mother Earth. Yeah. Because Beautiful. there is so much of it. And quartz comes in many different forms and is called many different things depending on what it looks like when, mm-hmm. when it's drawn out of the earth. So clear quartz is our master healer. Yeah. But then you've also got rose quartz, which I'm, yeah, I love which rose I'm quartz. wearing today. Yeah. You know? So that uh, rose quartz, amethyst, citrine. So love rose quartz amethyst. is about the heart. Amethyst yeah. is about the third eye and our spiritual connection. Yeah. Citrine is about, it's our solar plexus stone. So that's about our joy and our will and our internal power. Yeah. So, so if you feel like you're lacking in those areas, then you would wear these uh, gemstones to help you open up fill those. the cup yeah fill yes. the cup yeah yeah, yeah. quartz is very powerful in filling the cup it has yeah. a lot of energy boundless energy yeah. yeah so if someone's really fatigued 
you'd go quartz. Yeah, yeah. And I think we also need to be mindful that if you're feeling fatigued, rest is also just as important, you know, yeah. and your yeah, diet yeah. is really important. Yeah, so 100%. I always consider crystals to be a companion to overall yeah, health. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. But quartz is definitely an yeah. energetic crystal. Yeah, okay. So yes. But they're my personal favourites. Yeah. I think moonstone is probably yeah. rainbow moonstone would be my personal favourite yeah. just because not only is it beautiful, so mm. for the listeners at home that might not be familiar with moonstone, it's rainbow moonstone is a is a white variety of moonstone, but it has a flash to it that mm. looks... That, it was in my first mala. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's got this blue flash in it, which is yeah. just so, so beautiful. And it is the stone of the, the, the feminine, the, yeah. the goddess. So it's mm-hmm. about tapping into our intuition and our divine feminine energy tapping into the connecting us to the cycles of the moon the cycle of our mm. of our own bodies and nature yeah. so i find moonstone for me is a personal favorite quartz is our workhorse yeah and moonstone is just my my, my goddess stone yeah, yeah. beautiful yeah. I, and i do i love the amethyst you can see i've got it in my drink bottle yes. and <laughs> yeah i do love the amethyst stone as well moonstone. you could write a thesis on the power of amethyst it is just yeah. significant everyone needs amethyst basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so that one for the to help with the third eye, so open your intuition. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And your connection to the collective consciousness. Yeah. You know, it's about seeing clearly, getting clarity. Yeah, so a good one for clarity. Absolutely. Yeah. And what yeah. about just bringing a bit more balance into your life? So I know I see a lot of clients in my Avedic and Integrative Health Clinic mm-hmm. just trying to balance like their mind but balance their health and just get yeah. them back into total mind-body awareness and balance. Yeah. What would you suggest for a really nice balancing stone would be? Yeah, I love that you use the word balance because I I categorise gemstones um, in, in two different groups, one being our, our quartz see-through clear clarity crystals the the energetic workhorses which which we've just been talking about but then you've got your balancing grounding stones Mm -hmm. which are your more milky opaque stones so anything you can't see through is generally a very grounding and balancing stone so for health balance it's things like jasper and agate so these these lower vibration stones um while they're slower to work. Mm, so good for the Vata imbalance people. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's really important to be connecting to that lower vibration mm. of these balancing opaque stones because it, achieving true balance does take work and it, it takes time and it takes commitment. And these really balancing stones will really support you in staying dedicated mm. to a balanced life. Yeah, that yeah. makes so much sense. I can sort of see it in the Ayurvedic doshas now, mm. like you were saying, the quartz, you know, if you've got a kapha imbalance, so you're feeling a little bit too grounded or yes. sluggish and slow, then you need those energetic stones. Yes. Like the quartz would be perfect for you. Yes. What about, um, and we've just spoke about Vada. Sorry, I've just switched this into an Ayurvedic talk. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm on board. But the the yeah. Vada, we've just spoke about having those really grounding, beautiful stones. Yes. But for the Pitta, who's a little mm. fiery, who can mm. be a little a workhorse, like, yeah, um, yeah what something more cooling for them? What yeah. would be a cooling stone? So any stone, I think, for Pitta, any stone that is connecting to the element of water yeah. or, or yeah. earth even, so any earth. So 
stones like aquamarine or yeah. larimar or yeah. these are these are cooling stones yeah. and also gemstones have very powerful color therapy yeah so that's what i'm thinking yeah, yeah so anything that looks cooling so your white stones and yeah. your blue stones i can i think i just picture the beautiful blue mm-hmm. blue stones yeah, yeah for, so i've got some malas for example that are all about that ocean energy and i'm yeah. just about to bring out my first ever larimar um, oh mala which is beautiful so it's all about that that watery, white, fluid, mm. cooling, calming Ooh, energy nice. of the ocean. So that would be really great for Pitta. Mm. When when they need to calm, calm down, down after their yeah. big days. Yeah. 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 When are you bringing that one out? <laughs> Hopefully in the next week. Oh, so it's beginning of I November really, now. I love before, that. Before Christmas. Before Christmas, good. Yeah, yes. this will air, um, I think, 3rd of December, so okay. in time for Christmas. Yes. Because I really want Hubby to get me the Anahata one. Oh, Anahata. Oh, that the, this new one sounds beautiful too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larimar is remarkably expensive. It's very yeah. rare. So okay. I, I have managed to get my, my hands on some really beautiful oh, specimens, but in small quantities. Yeah. So the Larimar Marla will be very limited. Well, it'll be a very, very special one yeah. then, won't it? Yes. You can get your hands on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Mm. Well, yeah, I'm just so... Like, I was so inspired by your story, but the beautiful things that you create and being of service mm. to the community and providing these sacred malas and stones. But mm. it's not like you just, like, string the beads together and put them on your website. You always have an intention. And in your workshops, you have such a beautiful way of presenting. And we do meditations and mm. the sage. And it's just yeah. such a holistic um beautiful connection that you bring with these beads thank you no worries so I would love I'm sure our listeners are like where can I get a mala where can I get one of your malas and I'm sure they're also wanting to know where they can go to a workshop and create their own because I do remember at the workshop like at the end um everyone was just so ecstatic with their creation Mm -hmm. whether they felt like they were creative people or not and it was just so special to make your own, to choose your own stones, like just intuitively be like, I need more of that in my life. Yes. And it just, yeah, it was just so amazing to watch everyone just so, like little kids, you know, yes. when you create a picture and you bring it home, you're like, yes. oh, look what I made. But it was like just that sheer joy and yeah. connectedness with that those beads. I actually, just so happened the one I made really goes with my uniform. I work at um, one of the leading health um, retreats in Australia. Yeah. I'm the nurse there. Yeah. And just so happens, and it's a very specific green that we have to wear. It's only made for this. Oh wow! This retreat. Yeah, um, right. And my mala matches it completely. Beautiful. I was like, Same and so every too. time I work, go to work as yeah. the nurse there, I put on my mala I made at your workshop, and oh, off I trot. That's beautiful. Yeah, Thanks. I love it. Harmony. And I'm like. Like, I feel like a real healer with it on. Yeah, so. yeah. Look, it is yeah. – I'm so blessed to get to hold that space for people. Yeah. It really – and it's interesting because quite often people will come in and they actually don't even know what to expect. There was something yeah. that they couldn't explain that drew yeah. them to come to a workshop and yeah. then they're, they're just completely given the time and the space yeah. to drop deep into – 
their own creative expression, yes. their inner child, their intentions, yep. and it's just all about them for mm. that period of time that we're together. Yeah. And it can be an incredibly enlightening experience for some people because yeah. we do, as you said earlier, we live very busy, chaotic lives these yeah. time uh, th- these days. And I, you know, I think there's there's something very human about that. I yeah. think that chaos is a part of human nature. Yeah. But the the busier we get, the more people are looking for experiences where they can just stop and be yeah. with self. So 100%. yeah, yeah. The yeah. workshops are special. So if you want to, yeah, explore more about what I do, um, so on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Ava Jules. Yeah. Just search that or my website, avajules.com.au. I'm always sharing new events and, and my, yeah. my new creations on my website. I'm also hosting, so I host mala making workshops, specifically Rudraksha mala making yeah. workshops Make with the craft parlor yeah. here on the Gold Coast. And I have locked in a date with Rachel from the Craft Parlour for February 2020. Yes. So that's when our next beautiful. Craft Parlour workshop's coming up. And it's so beautiful sharing space yeah. with Rachel. She's created a, a really wonderful um, uh, community home yeah, for yeah. creativity and expression and so I love being part of the craft parlor team yeah. over there it's a then beautiful space actually. it really yeah, is really it's cute I love yeah, it yeah it's, it's amazing Rachel does a lot of incredible creative workshops so even if Marla's aren't you think just check out the check craft parlor yeah, yeah yeah and then I also do workshops at Trader Trove yeah. which is um, a homeware store also in Miami craft yeah. parlor and Trader Trove yeah. just around the corner from each other actually so um, and I, I do the. What is tra- does Trader Trove? Is that um, pre-loved stuff? No, no. So Trader Trove is it's more a um, art like an artisan collective oh, yeah, yeah. of homewares oh, and beautiful. eco-friendly lifestyle products. Yeah, beautiful. So there's a lot of rattan furniture, but there's yeah. also um, a lot of local artists. Yeah, that create right. beautiful you know it, it's like a it's like a slow fashion or slow homeware oh, store nice yeah yeah friendly yeah. beautiful yeah do you have some malas in there no i don't have malas but i will be hosting workshops there as okay. well so i do yeah. a um a gemstone version of my mm. workshop yeah. so it's where you'll get a, a selection a full selection of my my gemstones mm, yeah at, at trader trove so they don't come around very often I've, when's uh, the next one <laughs> my, the one that's happening this month is sold out sold oh, out wow. in four days boom i barely have time i didn't even know you had one yeah, this I month i know i know you gotta be you really gotta be Gosh, tuned in be i literally it, have people that are like i'm waiting i'm waiting yeah. when's your next one so they sell out very quickly yeah. so i'm about to announce another date for january yeah um i'm, th- I'm thinking it'll be end of january yeah, around yeah. the 25th of january yeah. um around that's that's going to be it it's going to be the Saturday date so and i feel like i'm working it's a so Saturday. Hopefully it's in the afternoon. <laughs> well it's so good. those gemstone workshops they take a long time yeah, so at okay. the craft parlor you're able to come and experience a, a beautiful yeah. mala making workshop mm-hmm. in we tend to be able to get it done in two and a half to three hours yeah. whereas the the gemstone the full gemstone the deluxe gemstone version you also learn to hand knot and there's a oh, lot okay. more time spent on deciding yeah. the design of your mala. Yeah. They take generally five hours. Wow. It's, a, it's a whole day experience. Yeah. So, okay. um, 
yeah, it's it's all it'll day. Be so amazing, <laughs> it'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're great. So that that'll be happening end of January. So just stay tuned to my website and and my yeah. mailing list. If you sign up to my mailing list, you'll you'll I'll, I'll always announce my events via mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have to sign up to that if I'm not already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I tell people. If you want to find out when the next yeah. Marla workshops happening, it's generally always announced through my mailing list first. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. The VIP list. The VIP list. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much oh, for coming today pleasure, and Harmony. speaking to us on these beautiful, beautiful malas. You've mm. got me all inspired to come along to your workshop and start making some more. Oh, yeah. thank you, darling. Thank you. It was such a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you. And yeah, thank you to everyone listening. I'm sure that you are going to want to grab your own mala very soon. So, yeah, just in time for Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They're a very precious gift for Christmas. um, Emma was actually, you were just telling me that you're heading off to Canada mid-December. So if you did want a mala, you should, because she makes them to order. Yes. So you should get your order in ASAP before she leaves. Every (laughs) single mala is handmade by me to order. They do not exist until you place your order on the website. Yeah. So I hold your name in my mind and my heart while I create your mala for you there's always an opportunity in the notes to write down what your intention might be you can share your story and that's really beautiful I often have people share their lovely stories with me so yeah it's it's a very personal experience um creating a mala for you so it would be an honor oh so nice (laughs) thank you so much bye bye everyone about Ayurveda or have you been called to learn more about Ayurveda? If so, I would love to offer you these teachings in my intro to Ayurveda lifestyle medicine for the mind, body, soul online course. Ayurveda translates to the science of life and longevity. Its teachings hold ancient wisdom and secrets of how to live a long, healthy and vibrant life. Ayurveda has been around for 5,000 plus years. It's been tried and tested for centuries, yet has only become more popularized in the modern Western world in recent times as the true healing benefits of Ayurveda are being discovered by many in the West. Its relevance and power is needed now more than ever. Applying Ayurvedic principles and practices to your mind, body, soul can help you heal your gut and gut-related symptoms such as bloating, gas, indigestion, constipation or loose stools. It can help assist with hormonal balance and total body balance. It helps mitigate stress and anxiety, clear skin, helps to achieve a healthy body weight and maintain it, helps you feel deeply connected to your mind, body, soul, increase and sustain energy, increase peace of mind and support and boost your metabolism. This course will give you an introduction into the art of Ayurvedic lifestyle medicine so that you can apply Ayurveda to your life and become your own healer and health guru. You will discover and understand yourself on a deeper level. In this course, you will learn the history of Ayurveda 
Ayurvedic Dhinacharya, Ayurvedic Nutrition, Ayurvedic Psychology. You'll also discover your own unique constitution, your dosha. You will be given practical tips on how to apply the art of Ayurveda to your modern day lifestyle and how to simplify health to get the most out of your life. So if you would like to sign up to this seven module course, please head over to my website, www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Namaste. just wanted to ask have you ever been on a fad diet so any diet other than the basic way of eating there's heaps of them out there and heaps of different conflicting information from the keto the high carb the low carb the high fat the low fat the atkins there's just so many out there that it all becomes way too confusing but through fad dieting you can essentially affect your gut biome and your digestive system can become a lot weaker i know this has personally happened to me and i have slowly started to repair the damage through ayurveda principles and getting back to basics to heal my body to heal my gut and to replenish the gut biome so through years of fad diets processed foods and changes in the gut biome disease within the body such as leaky guts may create uh, food intolerances when we get back to basics we first need to eliminate these foods or maybe a buildup of metal toxicity from our bodies and discover our nutritional need. Once we eliminate these foods and we've allowed the gut to start to heal naturally, we need to introduce these foods back into our diet because they are not a true allergy. They were just an intolerance whilst our digestive system was down. We don't want to be cutting out any types of food groups from our diets. I mean, other than candy, soft drink and all of those obvious processed things. But we do really want to work hard on getting our gut to an optimal level so that we can prevent any disease within our body. So Ayurveda acknowledges that most disease within the body starts within the digestive tract and can somewhat be resolved through diet, herbs and lifestyle. In my Ayurveda and integrative health consultations, we look at food being medicine. We will look at your individual constitution and makeup, possible food intolerances, and we find these out through lab testing. Also the metal toxicity buildup within your body this is also found through lab testing and nutritional requirements to heal the body so first we must get to the root cause of the disease within the body not just treating the symptoms if you are feeling lethargic bloated 
brain fog or having any really uncomfortable symptoms that you need to get to the root cause of, I would love to see you in my clinic. You can book an Ayurveda and integrative health consultation with me directly through my website, which is harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au or you can go through harmonyinspiredyoga.com. And if you mention this podcast, I will give you a 15% off your first consultation with me. I look forward to helping you heal and thrive in life so you can live your most inspired life. Namaste. Namaste.